Welcome to the Novant Health Inside Remarkable podcast, an inspiring glimpse at how 30,000 team members are building, creating, and delivering remarkable every day. This is Shannon Swiger. Today we're talking with Dr. David Priest about what Novant Health is doing to keep all patients safe when they are within our walls. So I'm, I'm David Priest. I'm an infectious diseases physician, and I'm the chief safety and quality officer for Novant Health. So I have a uh, system-wide role in helping guide our safety and quality programs. So as an infectious diseases clinician, I always had an interest in uh, not only uh, the single patient in front of me, but also the systems that we deal with. And I often wondered as I worked in our modern healthcare system, um, why are some things like they are? Why are they not more coordinated? Uh, Why uh, do we have events happen to patients that were preventable? And so a few years ago, I decided to go back to school and get a master's in public health just for my own interest. And there was a natural tie between infectious disease and and a master's in public health. Uh, I'm a a lifelong learner. So I started that program. And uh, the more I I got into it, I I realized there were all sorts of things in our modern healthcare system and in healthcare organizations I didn't understand, even though I was a physician practicing in one. And as I did that, I had the opportunity to become the medical director for infection prevention and antimicrobial stewardship at Novant, which led me more into what we used to call uh, clinical improvement that we now call clinical excellence. Uh, And the more I learned about that, the more interested I became in, in, in our safety and quality programs. David acknowledges there are risks in healthcare, but reminds us all that our commitment to our patients is to first do no harm in every dimension, every time. The issue in healthcare around patient safety is that it should be our number one focus at all times. So I think often in modern healthcare, what we do gets very siloed. So everybody has a role. We're, we're super subspecialized. We become very focused on what we do. And sometimes patients can fall in between the silos. And we forget that we can't help every patient, but we sure as heck can prevent ourselves from hurting those patients. So the goal around patient safety is to acknowledge that there are risks as a patient enters a healthcare system and their continuum of care, both in our hospitals and in our clinics and in in the care in between. And how do we ensure that we don't do anything that could harm those patients? At the end of the day, there are times we can't help a patient, but we sure as heck can't harm them. So it's the idea that we have to break down the silos that, that develop in modern healthcare and make sure patients don't fall through the cracks. And when we say first do no harm, it's reminding ourselves that our, our most important um, promise to our patients is to make sure that in the course of their care, we don't hurt them in any way. Sometimes I like to think about it in terms of a modern hashtag, which uh, if you've ever been online, you see the hashtag that's hashtag what could go wrong or hashtag what could possibly go wrong. And that's usually an internet meme that consists of a situation that you see from the second you see the picture, you realize something terrible is about to happen here because someone is about to do something that's gonna likely result in their physical harm. And sometimes we look at that for our amusement on the internet, but when we think about healthcare safety, I like to think about it in the same way. What could possibly go wrong? Are we anticipating the patient journey? Are we anticipating what could happen to them through the medical care we're trying to provide? And so it could be simple things. You know, what could go wrong if we um, have a patient who's going to a skilled nursing facility 
and we ask them to make their own follow-up appointment. What could go wrong? A lot of things could go wrong there. Or what about we hand an ex a prescription for an expensive medication for, to a patient in one of our emergency departments and they don't have insurance? What could go wrong, right? Or we tell a patient, we need you to go have an x-ray at this location and they don't have transportation. So all of those are situations where you think we have to anticipate for them and look down into the future and say, how do we keep this from happening? And to do that, we have to break out of our own silos where we say, well, I'm here to do my piece of the care. And when my piece is done, I'm out. Sometimes when that happens, the system um, fails and patients have you know, things happen to them that were totally avoidable if we had just used all of our safety tools and anticipated what could go wrong. I asked David what Novant Health is doing to ensure every patient's experience is safe and remarkable. So I, I think to maximize the safety and the quality of the care we provide, a number of uh, things need to happen and we're working on all of those things. Uh, one is we have to always have safety first and foremost in our minds. It has to be the number one thing that we think about at all times and we have to be constantly looking for that. You know, we have a system that allows our team members to report uh, safety events or near misses or precursor events. Anything that a team member sees in their day-to-day -day work and they, and they think that was a safety event or that could cause a safety event or that's a problem, we need people to report that. And we have a great system that, patient, that team members are able to report anything they're concerned about. Uh, and we want to have what's called just culture. So a just culture is one in which the responsibility of team members is to report those kind of events without fear of punishment or retribution uh, or getting in trouble in some way. We need people to report those things. And what we've seen over time at Novant Health is our team members feel very comfortable reporting those things. In our new reporting systems, we've seen an increase in the reports that come in not just of safety events that have already happened, but things we would call near misses, things that didn't reach the patient, but could in the future. And what that says to us is, we are hopefully developing a culture of safety so that team members feel very comfortable being part of the process and helping be part of the solution. We can't be everywhere at once. We don't know exactly what happens in every nook and cranny of the organization. So it behooves all team members to be constantly on the lookout and then let us know what they see when there's uh, when they see opportunities for safety improvement. We're also expanding the training we do around uh, safety and quality. We have new teams that are reviewing all of our safety events, putting uh, processes into place to make sure those uh, things don't happen again. Um, and we're also excited about uh, utilizing artificial intelligence tools, which I think is really the next wave in healthcare that uh, can keep patients safe in a variety of ways. Here, David explains how safety and quality intersect with artificial intelligence, or AI. I think the, the thing to think about for us is artificial intelligence and machine learning are tools that are rapidly entering the healthcare space. And what we try to do as an organization is evaluate those tools, understand uh, what are they providing for us, how are they enhancing patient care, um, and how are they enhancing provider experience? So we don't want artificial intelligence tools that make it harder to practice medicine. We want tools that not only help patients, but also make it easier for clinicians. Um, one particular tool that it has, we've had great success with at Novant already is called Viz AI. It's V-I-Z dot AI. 
and this is a tool that allows us um, to activate our, our stroke teams in real time. So if a patient comes in with an embolic stroke and they're in our uh, CT scanner or MRI machine and they're um, being evaluated for a stroke, when, when the machine recognizes that the patient may have a stroke that we can act on and our stroke teams can act on, then even while the patient is still in the um, scanner, uh, a message goes out to the team and it alerts them on their phones, uh, sends the images to the neuroradiologist who can evaluate that um, and get the teams ready for an intervention much more quickly. And this is shaved off precious minutes that are necessary when someone's having a stroke. I mean, it comes down to seconds and minutes. If you can intervene more quickly, you can save parts of the brain that we couldn't save before. And so we've had remarkable success in our system using that process and allowing artificial intelligence to activate a system that gets the patients what they need sooner, thereby giving them better outcomes. That's the kind of tools we look for. Tools that makes the provider's lives better, uh, serves the patient, and really shows direct impact on how the patient does. We're always about evaluating other artificial intelligence tools. And I think over time, those will get integrated into our workflow hopefully in a very seamless way that uh, really drives the safety and quality for our patients. As we look forward to new innovations in safety and quality, like AI, we always remember to support a just culture where safety always comes first. At Novant Health, we follow five first-do-no-harm safety behaviors. To make sure our safety behaviors are always at the forefront of everything we do, we are launching a new internal campaign to help team members not only know five, but use five to save lives. Here, Dr. Priest describes the importance of our five safety behaviors. Practice with a questioning attitude, communicate clearly, know and comply with red rules, self-check, focus on task, and support each other. Yeah, so the nice thing about the safety behaviors is that they provide really standardized tools um, that we can use in our everyday safety. So rather than relying on having to remember um, things or safety behaviors or remember particular tasks or, or how we prevent bad outcomes, those allow us to um, have really standardized ways that we all agree upon um, this is how we're going to approach this. Uh, so it really gives a guidance and guide rails around um, safety behaviors so that we don't have to think about it um, uh, and, and we're all doing the same thing and we're really speaking the safety, the same safety language. So those behaviors have been developed by national organizations that have a focus on, on safety and not just healthcare settings, but in lots of other healthcare settings. If you're familiar with any of our safety training, uh, you know that um, we, we take our cues from uh, the nuclear power industry or the airline industry, some places that may even be less complex than healthcare, but have um, high-risk um, tasks that they perform, and if you do them incorrectly, uh, the, the consequences can be uh, very, very serious, like in healthcare. So if we all use the same safety behaviors, we speak the same safety language, uh, our patients will have better outcomes uh, and, and be, be safer in their care. Throughout 2020, you'll see the Use 5 Save Lives imagery in our facilities, including posters and elevator wraps, as well as digital applications like on iConnect and in newsletters distributed by the corporate communications team. And look for more fun activities with our safety and quality campaign coming soon. 
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Novant Health Inside Remarkable. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts.